Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. Today's Song of the Soul guest, Brian Belansky, hails from North Carolina, though he's spending little enough time there because he takes his music almost everywhere in the U.S. and in quite a few other countries as well. His band, when starting out, was called Anguish, and you'll have to listen to the bonus excerpt to figure out the connection of that name with his solo performing name, Brian's Super Happy Fun Time. His website says we should imagine Nirvana and the Beatles had a kid together who became an acoustic rock singer-songwriter, and then we'll understand Brian's music. Currently, Brian is touring all over the USA, whittling down the tiny list of states he's not yet played in, so you might want to check his website, briansuperhappyfuntime.com, to see if he's passing near you. But right now, get ready for some upbeat and some alter beat music as Brian Belansky joins us via Zoom from Charlotte, North Carolina. Brian, thanks so much for taking the time to be with us today for Song of the Soul. Well, thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. It's good to be here. You have quite a hectic tour schedule. Do you do all of the scheduling yourself? And how can you fit all of that in your brain? I actually do have an agent who does the majority of the booking. I do still do some of the booking myself, but primarily the agent. And he's doing a really good job. You're covering so many states. Is there a state where you have not yet toured? There's actually five main Rhode Island, Alaska, Hawaii, and Utah. However, I'll be in Utah pretty soon, so I'll, I'll be down to just four states that I haven't toured to. And how do you travel? Do you have your own vehicle, or do you just hop on trains or you know, fly with a stork? Yeah, I haven't done the stork yet. On this particular tour, I am taking my own vehicle. I have a truck. The truck's name is the Valkyrie. When I've done overseas stuff, I have tended to do trains and planes and other methods of transportation. You're traveling solo, right? You don't have anyone with you. When you were with Anguish, did you travel with them as well? Yes. When I was with Anguish, we didn't do anywhere near as much touring. We pretty much stuck to the East Coast. The band was a three-piece for a time, and then it was a two-piece for a time. And sometimes we'd have people come along to, like, basically just our friends that acted as roadies. As it became something I realized I wanted to do more full-time, it just made more sense. It's a lot easier to just go it alone on the road. Touring life can be pretty difficult. It can be kind of strenuous. It's not for everybody. This particular tour, I am traveling completely solo. You mentioned some international touring as well. What other countries you've been to? A bunch of them, mostly all in Europe, a couple in Asia. I've been to China and I've been to Thailand. In Europe, Germany, Hungary, Poland, France, Belgium, Netherlands, Italy, Greece, Luxembourg, Austria, uh, UK. So got around quite a bit there a few years back. 
and had a great time over there. Audiences there, very appreciative and very friendly and very supportive to, you know, an American coming on out over there. So, so it was a great time over there. Do you have no fear? <laughs> you know, some people have said that, and it's funny you mentioned because some of my European tours coincided with specifically Greece when they were having their economic difficulties. That was the time when I, I went over there and toured in Greece. And a lot of my friends tried to dissuade me from going because there were a lot of protests and social unrest. But I don't want to say I'm fearless. I just feel like if you want to make moves in life, then you have to curb those fears. And it's the whole like learning to swim by jumping in. I mean, if you sit there and, and fear the unknown, you'll never make any progress in life. Well, let's talk about that with respect to music. When did you get into music and playing your own music? Well, I have been into music since literally before I was born, actually. I attended my first concert when my mom was pregnant with me. My parents are from Cleveland, Ohio, and saw a band called Perubu. Well, I didn't see them, but I heard them. So literally since before I was born, I've been a music fan and my parents are huge music fans and they played records all through my youth. And so basically I grew up in a musical household and I started playing guitar in the 90s and, and started the band Anguish in the 90s, started writing and recording my own music. My first album came out in 1998 and I've just been doing it ever since. And your musical influences, uh, I saw a quote on your website, imagine Nirvana and the Beatles had a kid together who became acoustic rock singer, songwriter. I love that description, by the way. So Beatles might been your parents' influence. They brought in all those pop influences. There's at least one picture of you out there I've seen that makes me think of maybe mid-late 60s rock people, Dave Clark Five or something, dressed up with the sunglasses. You look a, a little bit, I don't know, secret agent man, kind of. Oh, uh, thanks. <laughs> so you've got those influences. But growing up in school, when you were in middle school and high school, what were you listening to? So yeah, that was right when the uh, alternative rock explosion of the 90s came out. And although I'd been listening to all my parents' music growing up, like when Nirvana came out, they were, and I always said it was like my generation's Beatles. That's when I decided, well, this is what I want to do. I, I learned how to play guitar. I started learning basically every Nirvana song and every Beatles song. Hence, that's why they're my two main influences there. And yeah, I just, the attitude and just, and basically the alternative, just the very word of the genre alternative, that it's an alternative to the mainstream stuff and a lot of the, the prefabricated stuff. Kind of always had an eye for that and always tried to go after homegrown and independent uh, music and, and not just music, other forms of media too, like cinema and whatnot, comedy, comedians. So yeah, the 90s alternative thing was it's definitely like my definitive influences there in my formative years as a teenager in the 90s. Well, with that little bit of background on your music, why don't we get started with your song of the soul? How does Brian Belansky start out? Well, uh, I guess we're starting out with get better at life. Is this advice for yourself? Get better at life? Or is this advice for people in general? And what does it mean to get better at life? Well, Get Better at Life, it's kind of a self-motivational song. You know, I kind of wrote it to myself because I like to periodically take stock of what's going on in my life and, you know, personal improvements I can make. 
And I think it can apply to other people as well. It's I just think if more people would stop and take stock of what's going on internally, I think in life, people are looking for a lot of external things to change their life and, you know, looking for happiness in every little corner out in the world. And that if people just take a step back and look within themselves, they can find a lot of the answers that they're looking for in sometimes maybe the wrong places. So that's kind of what Get Better at Life is about. Just to be clear, is this a spiritual type perspective on better at life? Part of what I was wondering is, is taking drugs getting better at life? I mean, a lot of people try and choose that, you know, alcohol or other drugs. What does that perspective mean to you? When you're on the road, it's got to be in some ways a pretty demanding and sometimes lonely thing. So what's get better at life mean in that perspective? Well, yeah, it can be demanding and it can get lonely. You know, mentioning drugs and alcohol, I definitely think those things are bad. I am not a proponent of those. And yeah, just getting better at life. Uh, like I said, I, I do try to like take stock of my personal life and, and also how it applies to be on the road and just, you know, trying to be the best person I can and impact people's life in a good way and try to be a good influence on people. I do meet a lot of aspiring musicians on my tours that tell me they wish they could be doing what I'm doing. So I just try to be, you know, a, a positive influence for those people and just try to treat everyone the way I'd want to be treated. And there's a lot of hard choices and decisions that come up on the road. And sometimes you do run into negative people. And uh, it's just important when you come into those situations to maintain a positive attitude and, and make sure you don't reflect that negativity back out and to just kind of let it end right there as you come into those kinds of challenging situations. So that's kind of what Get Better at, at Life is about as it pertains to my touring. And that's the thing too, when I songwrite, I, I do look at the lyrics on lots of different levels. So it's that's nice that you brought that up. Well, we're getting on the road here, the musical road with Brian Belinsky. Here is his song, Get Better at Life. What should I do? What should I say? When the good things in life go away, circumstances, bad mistakes, gotta come
My guest today for Song of the Soul is Brian Belinsky. You might have trouble spelling that. And his webpage, uh, which has a, a, got a wonderful domain name, uh, might be easier to find if you come via northernspiritradio.org. It is bryanssuperhappyfuntime.com. That's a lot of words. And Brian, by the way, is B-R-Y-A-N. So bryanssuperhappyfuntime.com. That was his song, Get Better at Life, from a collection he has of his songs called Brian's Super Happy Fun Time 2 is where you'll find Get Better at Life. Again, these things are always on my website, nordenspiritradio.org. And I wanted to ask you some things about that. Well, one of the things that caught my attention in that song, Brian, was number one, a charmed life evidently went bad. That must have been your personal experience. But instead of saying, damn the world, you know, the world must be a lousy place because things went bad, you found a way to turn it into super happy fun time, I think. And you note in there, you say, Hollywood made your soul disappear. Internet made your brain disappear. Internet made your soul disappear. So Hollywood, Internet, and brain and soul are, are linked in there. Well, what are you talking about there? <laughs> oh, good question. Well, going back to the whole title of the song, Get Better at Life. I do feel like a lot of mainstream movies might, you know, not be the best thing for people to overwatch. I mean, I do enjoy going out to the movies. I actually saw the the latest Spider-Man with my mom when it came out and it's good. But I do feel like in our society that there seems to be a push for people to live vicariously through Hollywood stars and through countless hours of consuming Internet content rather than going out and meeting people in real life and experiencing things in real life. So that's kind of what I was referring to there. I don't want to sound like, you know, pessimistic because I do think a lot of movies and media out there are good as as long as they're enjoyed in the right context. I do feel like people just kind of overdo it. As a matter of fact, on YouTube, it seems like there's just countless channels about people making fun of movies, making fun of video games. And that seems to be a real popular thing. And I just think there's a little bit of an overemphasis on the Hollywood and just the the giant superstar and like the idolization of, of media superstars. When if people were doing things in their own communities and, you know, reaching out, then they might find that they'd uh, have a more rewarding life. I note, by the way, Brian, that you talk about going out to the movies to see them. And by the way, I'm a fan of Spider-Man, all of the Marvel stuff, actually. Oh, good. So, uh, so, yeah, ever since, I don't know, 1965, when I became a collector of Marvel comic books. But there's a whole bunch of movies that I can enjoy, but I don't do that a lot. And we don't even have a TV in my home. We can watch things via the Internet, of course, when we want to. But we do very little of that. What's that part of your life? You talk about going to movies. You don't sit at home and watch TV? Oh, no, no. And uh, (laughs) yeah, we're uh, two peas in a pod on that. I I actually, I don't own a TV. I do own an old school tube TV that doesn't connect uh, to cable at all that I use to play like my original Nintendo from time to time when I need a little R&R if I can squeeze in like 20 minutes break from working on the tour stuff. But yeah, no, I tend not to consume a lot of TV. I just, and a lot of times that kind of makes me the odd man out when people are talking about the popular TV shows and stuff. But but once again, going back to the meaning of the song there, I, I kind of feel like if people 
would go out and just do stuff, you know, and, and, and once again, I'm not trying to bad mouth TV or bad mouth movies, but I, I just feel like there's a bit of an overemphasis on it. And I try not to consume a lot of television. Uh, although to be honest, from, from my youthful days, I did enjoy stuff like Frasier and taxi and cheers and shows like that. But no, no, I don't get into TV. Mostly that the music keeps me pretty busy, <laughs> but I do like to go to the movies from time to time. Well, speaking of the music, let's share some more of it. What's another song we can share for your song of the soul, Brian? Oh, well, I guess we'll do uh, Your Man next. Okay. And is there someone who your man was pointed at? Because who should be aware that there's a threat coming her way <laughs> or his way? Or whatever? Oh, yeah. The song was written about a little crush I had on a particular girl. <laughs> But now she's she doesn't have to be worried anymore. I'm too busy touring. <laughs> <laughs> so you refer constantly in the song to master plan that she was your master plan. And it actually reminds me of a poem I wrote after a breakup when I was in college. So this is, you know, ancient history, right? 45 plus years ago. So I was aware that I had invested a lot of my future in visualizing with this particular woman that, you know, it was going to be her and me and that I put my energy so much into that. And I felt like I was shorting my life by making that decision. Is that your perspective? I mean, you, you sing wonderfully about she's your master plan, right? And I don't think that's the case anymore. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I think I like trick myself into having crushes on certain ladies just so I can write good songs, but you're very right there. And I like you sharing that story with me about your poem too, because People can waste a lot of their lives yearning for a relationship when that's not the right time in the right place or the right person. So that's a very poignant thing that you brought up there. Well, this also, this song, Your Man, is from Brian's Super Happy Fun Time 2 collection. We have the link on northernspiritradio.org. Here is Brian Belinsky and Your Man.
Brian Belinsky is our Song of Soul guest today. Your Man is the song. His website, briansuperhappyfuntime.com. Links on northernspiritradio.org. Links to all of our guests from the past 16 and a half years are on northernspiritradio.org. There's also a place to leave comments on these programs. So please come to northernspiritradio.org. Comment on this Give us your views, your suggestions, your input. Communication is best when it's two-way. There's also a place to donate to support Northern Spirit Radio full-time work that is supported by you, the listener, not by corporations or governments. So please come reach out to us and let us know what's going on for you. Brian Belinsky, as I said, is here. He travels all across the United States, and he's in the midst of a tour right now that I don't know how many months exactly it is going to be. Brian, what is it roughly? For 2022, it is eight months total that I'm going to be on the road. Oh, my goodness. You've got better tires than I have. (laughs) So Brian will be traveling all around. If you go to his site, briansuperhappyfuntime.com, you'll find a list of where he's going to be. And since he's hit 45 or so out of the 50 states in the U.S., he's been somewhere near you. So please check out that. And uh, if you're listening via one of the 42 stations or so who carry Northern Spirit Radio programs, please just be aware that he might be coming to your town. And mentioning those stations, I also want to remind everybody to support your local media. Community radio stations provide that slice of music and of news that you get nowhere else. There's different motivation. They're serving the community instead of serving their pockets or serving some other ideology. So please support them. And probably Brian should stop in and have an interview, doing an in-studio interview at your radio station. So please reach out to Brian Belinsky. He'll be accessible as he travels across for the next nine months. We just finished listening to Brian's song, Your Man. One thing in that song specifically made me think of punk music. Specifically, when you say, better bet, that's a threat. And you're not really saying that with threat in mind. But, you know, there's a song by police, you know, every step you take, I'll be watching you. That sounds like a stalker song uh, from today's (laughs) point of view. Did punk have much effect on you? You've also got some energy that I would describe as punk. It's this, and even your website, you know, Brian's Super Happy Fun Time. I interviewed a guy, I don't know, 15 plus years ago who was into punk. And I said, why is this song part of your song of the soul? And he says, well, because it makes me feel good. And I have a feeling that's what a lot of music does for you. That's true. That That's interesting you bring that up because, yeah, punk did have a, a pretty big influence on my music and my songwriting. Going back to mentioning my parents, Cleveland actually had a pretty vibrant punk scene back in the 70s when my parents went out to a, a lot of live shows back then. And a lot of the records I listened to growing up were Ohio punk bands, Dead Boys. Devo's not really punk, but Devo from there band called the pagans a lot of good underground punk stuff and i I grew up listening to a lot of that and then also of course the the big names like sex pistols and ramones 
That's funny that you mentioned that about the punk guy saying that it makes him feel good. There is something about punk music that offers a kind of catharsis, I believe. Although the one thing is, is that a lot of times punk music can be negative. And that's why I've tried to like in my solo career, kind of move a little bit away from it while still retaining like the energy and the enthusiasm that a lot of punk artists have and trying to do that, but with more of a positive angle. Cause like I said, I think a lot of punk artists kind of have a negative view on life. Not all of them, of course, but by the very definition of it, some do. Because I came of age in the late 60s, early 70s, I was heavily influenced by that music, of course. You know, the music of the coming of age is so influential. So I really didn't know much about punk. When I interviewed the young man I'm referring to, he introduced me to Straight Edge. And I have a feeling that to some degree, Brian Belinsky is also walking down that straight edge. Uh, Am I overselling you? No, no, that's very perceptive of you to bring that up. Yeah, I do consider myself a straight edge artist. How did you get there? I mean, weren't your parents druggies? I mean, you, <laughs> uh, I come from a strongly alcoholic family, and so I just never got into it. Didn't stop my brothers and sisters from experimenting a lot. But what's your influences that got you going in that direction? Well, I'll just say uh, that I have experimented with the stuff in the past and it's just counterproductive in in so many different ways. And like I said, I mean, when I'm out on the road, I want to be a positive influence on people. And there'd be times when I'd be smoking a cigarette and drinking a beer in the past and a youngster would come up and tell me how much he liked the music. And it, it made me feel really crummy. Not to mention that, you know, when you're doing drugs and alcohol, it just takes the focus away from the important things in your life. It's a form of escapism. I think it's definitely a bad choice for anybody in their walk in life. So, you know, through trial and error, more or less, I came to be in a straight edge person because, you know, it's just like I said earlier, I think those things are bad. And I've seen a lot of people get hurt. I've actually, you know, lost people in my life because of that. That's why, you know, it's just something I choose not to partake in. Not to say that I judge anybody that does, though. I mean, everybody makes their own choices in life. But me personally, I I don't think it's a good idea. Well, thank you for speaking that so clearly and powerfully. And let's share some more of Brian Belinsky through a song. What's next? We're going to go back and do one of my old band songs next, the Europop Ascended song. Europop Ascended. I'm not quite sure what this means. And this is when you're with Anguish. And by the way, folks, Anguish is spelled A-N-G-W-I-S-H. Like the last four letters are make a wish on a star, you know, Anguish. So your pop ascended. Give me some background to this. Well, I'd love to. The original song was called Ascended, which was just myself playing guitar and singing alone, even though it was a song released with my band. And, you know, as I'm a solo artist now, it might have made more sense to play that version. But I'm really proud of this version, Euro Pop Ascended. And I just kind of stuck that in there to differentiate it from the version that was completely acoustic solo, because I just I really like the song and I wanted to record a full band version of it. Hence the the goofy Euro Pop Ascended moniker there. (laughs) Does that also sell you better when you go over to Europe? I've never thought of that. But next time I make it over there, I'm going to I think I'm going to stick that in the press kit. (laughs) (laughs) And I have the sense here of someone who died who you were in love with, you know, witness me from above, you ascended with my love. Is that real or is this uh, imaginary? 
Oh, no, it, it is very real. As to segue from our conversation about the drugs and alcohol, that the song is about my sister who passed away in the 90s and drugs and alcohol were a part of that. And this song is it's all about her. The song is called Euro Pop Ascended. The artist is Brian Belinsky. Here is Ascended. Like I 
Deep Song of the Heart by Brian Belinsky. This version of it is called Euro Pop Ascended, and I would also mention that he did it with his band Anguish, which is a two or three or sometimes more people band from back in the 2000 aughts, basically. That song released in 2007 about his sister and her departure from this world. What kind of family you come from? How big? How many siblings? I I come from a, a true Catholic family, unlike <laughs> what you do, because where there were twelve kids in my family. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. I guess, uh, <laughs> and that is a true Catholic family. And as a matter of fact, my dad had all the nine and ten cousins and stuff, so I know exactly what you're talking about. But as far as the immediate family, it was just my mother and my father and my sister, and it's just my mother and I now. And like I said, Gwen, my sister passed away and in the 90s and actually she is the main reason why i decided to pursue my musical career and stick with it through the ups and downs a lot of downs over the years (laughs) you know some ups too but yeah one of the last things she ever said to me and it was uh when i was learning to play guitar she was like you're really good and i foresee you going on to great things and I, i think you should stick with it and you should really stick with this and that was one of the last conversations we ever had and you know with the band anguish i had like a revolving door of members and you know it was always a challenge like oh this bass player quit time to get a new bass player this drummer quit time to get a new drummer and my dad used to say he's like i don't know how you do it brian i would have just gave up by now if i were you but you know because of that one conversation one of one of the last conversations i had with her it's just always you know i'd like to make her proud with what i've done because she really supported me by the way you live in charlotte north carolina You've already mentioned that's not where you're originally from. Your accent is not North Carolinian either. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. um, and, and I guess technically you live there, but if you've got nine months of touring, I suppose that you might be just a citizen of the world as well. What's your connection? What got you to Charlotte? My dad got transferred down here from his job from Cleveland, Ohio, because I, although I was born in Cleveland, we moved down here when I was three. So that's how I wound up in Charlotte because my dad got transferred with his job. And you're right, though. I mean, since I really am only here in North Carolina three or four months out of the year with the touring, I do kind of consider myself just a citizen of the world. But of course, you can't put that in your bio when you're telling <laughs> clubs that you want to play and stuff. You got to, you got to pick a city. So, so, and I do technically have a, an address here. Yeah. That's, that's how I came <laughs> technically. to technically. <laughs> well, let's do another Brian Belinsky song. What do we got next? Okay. We're going to do the other anguish song that I wanted to play here. It's uh, into the void. Yeah. Okay. So someone's getting a little bit spacey here into the void. Give me some idea about this song. Cause It's a bit of a mystery to me. Okay, good, good. (laughs) Perhaps it's a mystery to myself also. And I'm touching on a lot of different things here. And I will say, yeah, yeah, getting a little spacey here. I don't want to seem like a space case too much, but I do get into a lot of coast to coast kind of stuff here. The song's kind of, it's referring to a lot of different stuff and it's kind of a long song. I've always kind of looked at astronomical exploration as also a metaphor for spiritual exploration and just how, you know, as vast as the universe is out there. And and it's kind of scary when you sit there and think about just exactly how vast the universe is. 
that also looking that deep within inside yourself, you know, you're kind of on a spiritual level. I mean, it goes that vast within us as well. So it's kind of about that. But it's also kind of a metaphor for me, like branching out and doing music. Because back when this song was recorded in 2010, I was still doing the weekend warrior thing, like working a, a day job and, you know, playing four nights a week and then going on East Coast tours on my bandmates' vacations from their day jobs. So the song also is kind of like my journey to really finally get to do music full time. Well, we're going on a trip with Brian Belinsky today, folks. This one's called Into the Void. He actually performs it with his band Anguish. It's from back in 2007. Now we're heading. Where are we heading? Into the Void.
We're fortunate to have Brian Belinsky join us today for Song of the Soul. He's touring right now all over the United States. And if you go to his website, brianssuperhappyfuntime.com, Brian with a Y, by the way, folks, follow the link from NordenSpiritRadio.org. I'm pretty sure you spell that right. You'll find his tour sites, and he's probably coming to your state since he's trying to hit everywhere in the world, I think, with his touring. That song was Into the Void, and it's actually one of his older songs because it's released back in 2010 when he was still with his band Anguish, and that's A-N-G-W-I-S-H. Into the Void. I noticed, by the way, that there's a fair amount of loud music, and the promo piece that you have on your website says, you know, Beatles and Nirvana have a kid together becomes an acoustic rock singer-songwriter. So there's some acoustic in your music that you're doing with anguish, but it feels to me like more of it was loud electric music. Is that something that you've given up as you've gone more to just Brian Belinsky on stage? Yes, absolutely. Because as we discussed previously there on the show here, I do travel by myself. So, you know, when I do record the albums, I do like to play all the instruments. Actually, on the, those first two songs, that was my producer, Rob Tavlione, on, on Get Better at Life and Your Man. But I do tend to play all the instruments myself. But, of course, you can't reproduce that live. So I did go to the acoustic thing as I switched over to being a solo artist just because that's more what the live shows sound like. It's me with my acoustic guitar. It's fun doing the electric full-on thing with the drum kit. And sometimes I do miss playing live like that. But the music I'm writing now, it, it fits the, the singer-songwriter acoustic stuff much better. Well, let's finish with your last song. And since I know there's only one left, I know it's going to be Space Cadet in the song itself. I felt like you're not a Space Cadet. Space Cadets do not say procrastinate. But what are you talking about here? Give me the background on this. Space Cadet is its kind of like the part two to Into the Void. It, I mentioned the song Into the Void in Space Cadet, and it's kind of like the part two. Uh, Into the Void was me writing from my point of view as a band member and realizing that my bandmates weren't into like the nomadic gypsy lifestyle living in a truck and my realization of that. Whereas Space Cadet was from my first solo album, Brian's Super Happy Fun Time, and it was I made that journey. And so... When I'm saying I'm a space cadet, it's going back to that comparison of getting out on the road and just more or less living on the road out of your truck and how that's kind of making the space journey a metaphor for that. Because in a lot of ways, it is. And you know, maybe you've realized that through some of your travels with your, your missionary work. I mean, once you get out of the going to work and going home thing, you realize the world's kind of a, an awesome place when you're not stuck in a rut. Of course, that pertains to people that don't like their job, people that like their job. I think probably don't have a problem with that, but that's where the space cadet came from. But I, I do know that space cadets a term for kind of what's the word I'm looking for. Addle brain people. <laughs> <laughs> Addle minded people. Yeah, yeah, sure. There is some sourness or some aspersions cast. I think in this song, one about you made me feel like I didn't exist, that kind of thing. I don't want to play your stupid game. There's a little bit of anger there. What's that pointed at? 
True. Yeah. And very perceptive of you once again there. I hate to do the John Lennon thing and like how he was, you know, making fun of Paul McCartney or whatever. But some of my bandmates that were kind of, you know, back in the anguish days that weren't the most supportive people and kind of told me I was crazy for thinking I'd ever be able to do music as a full-time career. It's kind of against a few of those people. Although I will say there's plenty of former bandmates that are 100% supportive and happy for what's going on right now in my life too. Well, I'm grateful that you've been able to find your way to do full-time music. It takes a lot of giving on your side to do it, giving not only to the people you're performing for, but you have to give in a thousand other ways to unroot yourself from where you normally have an easy life. So I appreciate your energy and your direction and your devotion to your music. So thanks so much for doing that work and bringing us, of course, Space Cadet today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure to do so. So folks, last song for Brian Belinsky. Again, his website is brianssuperhappyfuntime.com. The link's on nordenspiritradio.org. Here's the last song, Space Cadet. We'll see you next week for Song of the Soul.
The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.